Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Good evening and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast and Catch Cover Live. Tonight, our guest is Justin Kruger from Kruger Ice Cabins on Lake of the Woods. Justin, thanks for joining the show. Good evening. How's it going? Just uh, living the dream. Talk a little ice fishing here on a Thursday night. Believe it or not, Justin, uh, there's a lot of folks just getting into ice fishing this year. I think uh, with everything that's been going on here in our world in the last 18 months, people are looking to get outdoors and do things that maybe they haven't done before. I run into them at shows every weekend, uh, people just kind of getting outfitted, getting started. Uh, to some of them, fishing on Lake of the Woods may be something that they've heard of, but they don't know a lot about it. Can you give us just an overview of what Lake of the Woods is all about? It's a great fishery. There's walleyes. Wintertime, a lot of walleyes are targeted, saugers. And uh, if you're lucky, you'll find a big perch, a few big northerns. Early season, a lot of yelp out. And you hear three, four sturgeon caught through the ice through the wintertime. And with that, it's uh, you can get a whole mix of it. Yeah, so so a mixed bag uh, type of fishery. Uh, what's it like for structure? I know that. Uh, tell us a little bit about. I know uh, you're on from Kruger Ice Cabins. Uh, where are you kind of located, and and where do you step off onto the lake? So we run out of Swift Ditch, which is six miles east of War Road. And John Asp does the road plowing there. He runs the road all the way up to Five Mile Reef which is a pretty decent sized reef out there. And then for my business, I branch off with the plow trucks and head off and wherever I need to go to find some fish, I guess. Um, I play a lot in the sandbars and the mud. It seems like uh, a lot of the wheelhouses like the reef parts. So, but uh, that gets to be kind of crazy in the winter time, especially around New Year's. Yes, yeah, so, so tell us a little bit about that. You're, you're talking uh, uh, mud flats and those type of things, and, and that is something different. I mean, most of the people I talk to, yeah, they're they're fishing reefs. So, what is it about those areas that that you like? I the biggest thing is is to get away from the crowd of people for me. And once you get away from the crowd of people, you can usually stay with a school of fish um, out there we fish every day you know so it's you're constantly moving houses staying with them and they'll transition from the the sand that they're chasing the minnows in out into the mud where the the worms are coming up or the mayfly we're guessing the mayfly hatches something hatches out there we don't know exactly blood worms and all that good stuff comes up from there and uh you know you get the crawdads out there too so it's good fishing out there Good fishing out there in those mud flats. Uh, you talked about it being a, a multi-species kind of fishery. Do you find that more in that area compared to the reef? I, I know uh, when most people think about Lake of the Woods, they think about walleyes, even though I know there's some great pike. And like you said, a, a lot of great fish up there. Uh, is that those mud flats give you more of an opportunity at that kind of multi-species type of uh, trip? Yes and no. Um, you will find more variety of species for say up in the shallower water in the sandbars versus out in the mud the mud you're finding bigger fish so it, 
it goes back and forth. And like at the beginning of the season, we start in 15 to 18 feet of water and just kind of work our way out slowly versus running out to the reef right away. Half of it's because of the ice. We're running big houses, so you want to be safe and stay up close for the first couple weeks anyway. And then you just work your way out as the as the season progresses. Say early early ice kind of what point do you guys really start to get dialed in? What what point do you guys start taking uh, bookings for your houses? Um, this year, the second weekend in December is my first booking, which is I think the twelfth of December. Um, that one I got set up. So John's my great uncle. And he has two airboats, and we're going to run people out with airboats at the beginning of the season with portables just to get started if need be, if the ice isn't thick enough for pickups and four-wheelers. But we also got to make sure the center of the lake's frozen, otherwise it breaks off and drifts out, and you can get yourself into trouble there if, if uh, you ain't careful. So we, we play it by ear when it gets to that. Normally... Um, by the 20th of December, we're going with uh, everything on the lake. But last year, it was right before Christmas. We finally got going. And I've had it as early as the, the 10th of December. Yeah, 10th of December, we've been out there. So it just, uh, it's all in what Mother Nature gives us. You're an all-season guy, too. You've got a, a charter boat that you work during the summertime. Uh, what do you kind of learn in the summertime that you can apply towards uh, wintertime fishing and putting your clients in good spots? You do a lot of graphing in the summer, and you can find a lot of stuff out there that you'll never see on Navionics or any of your apps. Uh, there's rock piles out there that just don't show up on there, and it, it makes a big difference running in the summer, too. Um, you can kind of follow the fish and get on their patterns of where they're at and you learn a little bit there from that and and you can use that in the winter time too it seems like they all kind of head in one direction at certain points if someone was headed up the lake of the woods for the first time what would you recommend to them what what uh, what advice would you give them if somebody said hey i want to come up there and do some fishing i've never been up there before depends on what time of the year they're coming if they're coming early ice I'd say go out to that 15 to 18 foot, depends on what time they get there, you know. If it's uh, an all-day fishing thing, you want to start off early in the 15 foot of water and maybe about 10, 11, move out to that 20 foot of water and then 3 o'clock-ish, move back in somewhere along the lines. It's, if you move around, you'll find them. So keep on moving and be your advice. Um, you know, ice camping is becoming a really big thing right now. You see it all over YouTube. And I've been working a couple of shows already this year. And everybody comes up and they want to look at the shelters. And they, they say, I want to do some ice camping this year. And um, I think ice camping in something like what you have in a permanent house is probably a good first step for people. And I give them an opportunity to really understand what it's like to stay out on the ice overnight if you've never done it. Uh, what, what kind of uh, experiences do you think people will have coming up for the first time and staying in a place like that? What, what are some things that they should think about uh, before planning a trip with, uh, with you? Uh, with me coming up and staying in my houses, it, it uh, pretty much just bring your food. And if we got any storms coming in the, 
in the future while you're staying there, make sure you bring plenty of food along just because if it's bad enough, you're going to have to stay there an extra day or so. I know it breaks a lot of people's hearts for that. <laughs> but um, otherwise, it's, you know, it's, you get some ice shifts in the early season. You just got to be prepared for the ice to move around. Kind of feels like an earthquake, I'm guessing. I've never been in one, but it uh, it can really shake at times with early ice and whatnot. And at that, stay put, don't leave. Just stay in the house and unless there's a crack, of course, under the house, but I've never had that, knock on wood. But uh, for the wheelhouse people, they just got to really watch the weather and, and pay attention to it. It's it's safety first when it comes to this. If they see a big snowstorm coming, my advice is, you know, I've had people stay home because of it. It's people's lives matter. Uh, another thing that people have to be aware of, and I know we wanted to come on and talk a little bit about your operation, but the reality is a lot of people come up uh, with their with their wheelhouses as well. Um, they need to kind of think about, you know, you guys have a border there as well. Uh, if they were to come on in, a, in your neck of the woods, how much space do they have that, before they got to start worrying about, uh, you know, Canadian borders and things like that? For our area, um, you got to go quite a ways up to the north. And usually there isn't a road plowed all the way up there. Um, sometimes if there's hardly any snow, there will be. But well, I suppose it's it's probably eight miles to the border. And you got to cross Springsteel's Road to get there. So you you won't get to it just following our stuff. If you get up there, you'll see it on your graph too. Sure, sure. All right, let's talk some fishing. Uh, and I think when people go to Lake of the Woods, you know, obviously it's the uh, walleye capital. The world people are thinking walleyes. What are some of your favorite lures? Uh, what are some things that if someone's going to pack their tackle box to come up to Lake of the Woods, what should they think about purchasing? Uh, I love the buckshots. Anything resembling buckshots with just a minnow head. Um, this year we're going to try to sell some shiners, some tied shiners. They are all kinds of colors. I got a lot of green, a lot of pinks. Um, so they, that'll be interesting to see how they turn out. They work good in the boat this fall. So with that and, I don't know, jigs, just pink and gold. And then uh, plain red hooks last year were something that really took off too. Actually, the last two years, plain red hook with a chub on it, let it swim around on there, split shot about a foot above it, but three, four inches off the bottom. If you can get them to come in take a look at your jigging spoon and they'd swim over and hit that chub after a while so the dead stick was kind of the key uh the jigging was bringing them in and it seemed like they were hitting the dead stick more often no at certain times yes it, it's all when the weather is changing and stuff if they get a little pressure then they they didn't they like the action but they didn't want to grab the action they went over to the more subtle minnow there and grabbed that all right. How how about uh, tip ups? I love a lot of people love the tip up fishing. Is that something that that you guys see your clients using a lot, or they pretty much stay in that toast toasty warm house? There's groups that come and they just use the house for a warming shack and put tip ups out. And I've seen them guys put a lot of fish on the ice doing that. 
Um, if you're brave enough to go around around, keep your holes open, it's it can be fun. <laughs> Getting out there and doing a little tip up fishing. How about times of the day? You know, I think one of the cool things again we talked about. People want to do this because they want to spend their entire time out on the water. What's kind of the hot time of time of the day to do this fishing up on Lake of the Woods? Uh, do you feel like it's a morning bite? Is it a night bite? What's kind of the the best time of day to be to make sure you got all your lines down? <laughs> That's a trick question. It all depends on what Mother Nature's doing outside. Um, one day it'll be in the morning, and then the next day it'll be in the evening. It's last year was goofy. We got zebra mussels in here, and it's starting to clean it up. So it's if you get some sunshine, it makes a difference versus a cloudy day, and some days they want that sunshine. There was no rhyme or reason last year of when the fish were going to hit. It, uh, you'd have them on the graph, have them on the graph, and all of a sudden it would just take off like fire. You'd, you'd put in five, six fish in a box and then or in the cooler or whatever, and then uh, it would shut off for a little bit, and then it would take off again. And just intermit it. Just brought up something with zebra mussels. I know Lake of the Woods is always thought of as kind of a stained water type of fishery, a dark water. Uh, have, have those zebra mussels really uh, made an effect on that and the, the coloration of the water? It's got to be something of that sort. It's, the water is getting clear. So, yes, we are seeing a lot more night bite out of the walleyes too, especially early in the season because the snow cover ain't on the ice yet. So there's times they caught more fish at night last year than they did during the day, just because of the clarity, I think. All right, we got a question from in here from Facebook. This is not really Lake of the Woods related. It's going to be ice fishing related. Uh, David Dybal just wants to know if, if you think ice fishing is more fun without all the technology, what do you think <laughs> about uh, going back to old school fishing? Um, it can be. I mean, when we go northern fishing in the spring, we just use the old depth bomb and run around, set tip-ups, and let it go. And we don't take nothing special for that. Um, of course, when you're walleye fishing, you want to be on top as much as you can. So you just stick everything you got down. Yeah, I'm a technology yeah, guy. I still like technology. And, and uh, you know, what's cool about fishing is everybody can fish how they want to fish. And if you want to fish without technology, uh, you're more than welcome to do so. Um, I grew up fishing like that, but uh, I just enjoy having the tools at my disposal these days. Uh, Justin, you kind of, uh, you know, you've got a bunch of houses that you're operating. And I think a lot of people dream of, of living a life like you have and working in this fishing industry. What's it like a day in the life of Justin uh, come January? <laughs> come on up i'll show you <laughs> uh, the day starts off at about 6 30 in the morning with uh put a pile of fuel in the truck and away you go out on the lake and take your groups of customers most of them are there from 7 30 to noon it seems like all through there they come in so then you're running people out to fish houses and dropping them and getting them settled in and generators running and field and and whatnot and that's providing that it hasn't blown or snowed the night before that is and it's a whole new ball game of funness out there of plowing constantly but once you got everybody kind of tucked in you run do other things there's always something to do out there 
plowing snow around houses or whatnot or moving houses. We move a lot of houses, so we try to move after everybody leaves and off to the next one. Tell us a little bit about your operation and kind of what you have at your disposal and, and kind of what you offer. Okay. So our houses are set up, um, for instance, our eight-person house. There's 16 holes in it, and all the holes are drilled, heat's on, houses, generators running, bathrooms outside on that one. Um, they're nice, toasty, warm. You, you make sure you bring your tennis shoes along to walk around inside. Uh, that house, very spacious, nice. You'd think with eight people in there, it'd be kind of a tight squeeze, but it isn't. It's a big enough house. It's 12 by 22. And actually in the process of building 12 by 24, six-person houses right now. Hoping to have them, one kind of done here in the next couple of weeks here. But uh, yeah, you, when you come to our place, you're going to want to bring your pots, pans, bedding, and uh, bait of course and whatnot when we rent our houses we rent them by the house not per person so it's if you got six guys and you want the eight person house you can more than likely or more than welcome to pay the money for it and use the house and, and this year you're kind of starting stuff new you're going to have a little store out on the ice uh, around your houses and give people some options to to pick up some things they need on the ice yep Yep. Now this year we're going to have the people come out to our, it'll be an office I can set up there for the most part. So I'll have the clients come out to there, plan on having a whole bunch of sweatshirts and, and stuff like that for sale there and bait. We're going to try to sell a bunch of the shiners that we did this fall now. So we'll see how that turns out. And, uh, might have an extra fry pan and maybe a few pizzas in the freezer there and see if they sell <laughs> something new. You know, I was telling you before, you know, a lot of people are, are really kind of stepping into this and starting to get more serious about it. And there's a lot of folks, especially down in the metro area, that come up and see you that maybe have never done this before. They've only gone out during the day and fished out of their portable. What do you think the best part of uh, renting a place out on the water What's the best part of that? What are they going to enjoy the most? The best part is the moonlit night and the stars are shining. <laughs> Go outside and just enjoy the mother nature's beauty out there. But otherwise, you get the the cracking of the ice. And, it's you know, people get scared from that, but it's actually kind of soothing to me. I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of neat to sit out there and listen to that stuff. And uh, you catch some fish at night, too. I always think if you hear all those sound, it means the ice is building. It's a right, good right. <laughs> all right. If uh, someone's thinking about heading up there and, and hanging out with you or, or anywhere up there, uh, what should they do to prepare? What kind of things uh, should they think about? What should they be bringing if they're going to come up and, and do a trip up on Lake of the Woods and, and rent a sleeper house? Uh, you're going to want to bring plenty of food, plenty of snacks, and, of course, beer and pop <laughs> and whatnot uh, remember your poles and vexlars and all right bring your electronics bring uh, everything you need to have a good time out on the ice uh if somebody wants to to book a trip and come up and hang out with you guys uh, how, what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you uh the best way to get a hold of us is uh 
we do Kruger Ice Cabins on Facebook. Otherwise, they can call me at 218-556-2812. And uh, all that's on Facebook there. All right, Justin, all right. is there something that you wanted to talk about tonight that I didn't ask you? Nothing right off the top of my head. Um, I don't know if we're going to meet in a couple weeks or whatever, and I should have one of the mother houses done, and we can do it maybe inside of one of them. Well, we can we can see about that. If anything, uh, you got to send us some pictures, and we can share uh, what you got going on up there. But Justin, uh, really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us tonight and tell us a little bit about Lake of the Woods, and uh, hope people get a chance to go up there and, and relax and enjoy uh, the beautiful waters up there. Yep. Yeah, hopefully we get a lot of people. All right, Justin Kruger from Kruger Ice Cabins. Thanks so much. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks uh, for watching, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.